Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation, and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. So FedNow, the faster payment solution, the real-time payment solution offered by the Federal Reserve Bank is now launched as uh, you're listening to this podcast. And certainly fraud is a component of faster payments. You know, it's just something that we have to deal with as financial institutions. Now, Zelle, which has been around for many years, uh, in fact, it's been around, I think, since June of 2017, has recently experienced some some increased levels of fraud, and it has everyone really, I don't know, nervous. Just is Zelle not secure? Is it regularly getting hacked by, uh, you know, by bad actors? No, no, not at all. But Zelle has the one element that's drawn the attention of criminals looking to commit payment fraud, and that's finality. Zelle's push credits are irrevocable and final when they're presented. And as it turns out, so is FedNow, so is RTP. Any other faster payment solution that is similar to these are all going to have the same finality in irrevocable push credits. So the issue here is not a flaw in the technology related to faster payment solutions. The issue is whether or not the person or company that is sending a credit gets duped into sending money to a fraudster and then would use a faster payment service to push a credit to that criminal. The fact that the other party is a bad actor and that the customer is duped into sending money is completely unrelated to the payment option that was used. It would have been fraud if the customer sent an envelope full of cash or wrote a check or paid with Bitcoin. But they used a faster payment option, maybe Zelle, maybe FedNow, maybe RTP. And the system worked perfectly, acting on the specific instructions of the customer to push those credits. The service was not hacked. There was no override of limits or no exceeded authorizations. Now, the term being used for this fraud is authorized push payment or app fraud. The customer has made a mistake in trusting the bad actor. And because of that mistake, and because of that mistake, our industry is going to overreact, in my opinion, to address app fraud that is, quote, inherent, end quote, in using faster payment solutions. And quite frankly, it looks like it could actually happen. So I was recently reading a resource from the Federal Reserve on how they will address fraud. And it's an excellent piece, and I've got the link for you in the show notes if you want to look at it. Now, as I reviewed that Federal Reserve Bank piece, it became clear to me that the fraud addressed is exclusive to how financial institutions should protect the system and customer data. There is not a single reference to anything related to authorized push payment fraud in the, quote, fraud at a glance document. But it is app fraud that has the industry in such a lather. Now, unlike ACH and CARD, there's no option for a customer to instruct their FI to return some faster payment credit that they've pushed. It's delivered, and it's settled with finality. So the financial institution responsible, no. Is the financial institution responsible for the behavior of their customers if the systems that the customers are using operate exactly the way they were designed. 
And for some, the answer is perhaps so. In the UK, there's a movement underway to make banks to make banks responsible for the customer's errors regarding push credits. Regardless of court cases that have been found in favor of the banks, it's clear that there's an effort to make those banks responsible for some or all app fraud losses that a customer may occur, even though the banking systems all work perfectly and the customer themselves authorize those credits. Now, here in the United States, Reg E does not today cover app fraud. However, there are those in our government and related industries that consider app fraud to be essentially the equivalent of corporate account takeover and suggest that Reg E should be modified to make financial institutions liable for app fraud. The CFPB has stated that banks should not consider customer negligence in deciding applicability of Reg E. However, taking uh, the customer's potential negligence out of the equation would seem to set up an environment where the customer has no incentive to scrutinize the transactions they conduct or who they're sending credits to. Caveat emptor, anyone? Now, there's an excellent article on LinkedIn that has more on app fraud in Reggie, and I've got that link in the show notes for you as well. Now, it is not my place to opine on whether or not app fraud should be covered by financial institutions. Each FI can make their own minds up about that. However, I will opine that while our industry should undertake any and all reasonable efforts to protect our customers, we cannot absolve the customer from the responsibility of their action. They must be aware of who they are transacting with and understanding that when they see a message that says, when you execute this push credit, payment to the recipient is final and irrevocable, that the bank actually means that. Now, if there's a database of bad actors and the customer is trying to execute a payment to that bad actor, is it the bank's responsibility to deny that transaction? Hmm. Or would the FI make some kind of response, say, to the mobile app, to uh, the customer's view, and advise that the recipient is on a list of known bad actors and say, do you wish to cancel this transaction? And if the customer so indicates no, then a message comes up and says, you understand that this credit will be delivered and settled immediately with no options for a return. So do you wish to continue? And the customer then says, proceed. At that point, what circumstances under what possible universe should the financial institution be liable if the transaction turns out to be a bad actor? I'd say none. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.